This is on. Yeah, just turn it straight yeah. that way then. You press five over there. Okay. Press five. Okay. Is this um no, this should be why is it not putting Are you are you letting them in? Because uh his Yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody's, everybody's on. In? I wanna pin. That's why you wanna pin the Rob's video. You can see me guys? Oh. Yep. Yeah. See you loud and clear. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. So now the rest of the mishpacha is here. Now we can start. Uh, I'm going to start without half the mishpacha. Okay. So if you'll notice, there are no handouts. Then there's a havamina that we'll get to, but I'm not trying dafka to get to one because we have a lot of shaylus saved up, and they're going to serve as the beginning of a. Uh, Chazara of what we have until now, and then Mitzvah we have about three or four smaller sugiyas left after that. So we're going to begin with, since we had a Bizayin Eichlin Baltashka Shaila last night with the smash cakes, we're going to begin with a throwback to Los Silbush. So people have good memories. So this is from... A young lady who apparently they were going to go on a Cholamoy trip. I think that's what her email uh, is going to report. And I'm not going to mention the name only because I didn't ask her whether I should, but she's the daughter of somebody who's with us all the time here. Let's put it that way. With us virtually, but not in the room. That can narrow it down to many people. If afterwards I hear from her father or herself that it's good for Shaduchim and I should mention the name, I'll I'll get to it tomorrow night. But a very good question. Question is, would it be luckily okay for a girl to go to an archery range for a Chalamoy trip or would a bow and arrow be considered beged ish? And we did touch upon this when we had a long discussion about types of machine gun machine guns and rifles and hybrids and Uzis and uh, and we had a long, I brought in pictures of different types of submachine guns and uh, what was civilian, what was army. You remember that, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, Moshe was talking about uh, you know, that pistol, but the, his chilek there was that if they don't use a pistol in war, they just used it for protection. And Shaila, um, the cops, Nebuch, Rahman Laslan, the inner cities today, what are they using and is it a war? That, that has to do with our Moshe's heter because they're actually often forced to use things larger than pistols and it's still not the necessarily the regulation army size like from Afghanistan or Iraq but that was part of the debate so archery bow and arrow I haven't been to any Indian reservations recently as a matter of fact I haven't even been to any of them in the past shouldn't make a dig recently even though we we did manage to eke out a kula for the totem pole that it's not actually an Asherah, it's just a historical review of the family tree. Uh, no pun intended. But I still, don't <laughs> I still don't visit them too often. And I would venture to say, just an educated guess, that they're not using a bow and arrow to fight either the white men or the Cherokee and the other ones who are against their reservation. Um, 
Baruch Hashem, those days are gone. What they replaced it with in terms of casinos, the different schmooze. <laughs> but I'm not saying uh, it's the best uh, best direction, but Lamaisa, it's not really a weapon of choice anywhere, and I haven't been to Central Africa recently either, or in the past. Uh, so I don't know if any of the tribes are using it, but for if you remember, one big theme of La Sulbush, La Yulbush, it depends on and if it's not a Lilbush in your country, we don't really care what's going on in Central Africa. So I believe Maker Din, it's Mutter. With that said, I'll get to your question in one moment. With that said, if you have a choice of Chalamai trips between archery and Machanayim, that'd be a good Machanayim as they play that in the girls' camps or recess. And that's certainly not. That's not Lilbush, that's not Begadish. As a matter of fact, it might be Begadish in the other direction, in which case you have to know what to do with all the boy cousins. But if you, all things are equal, why bow and arrow is really um, historically a manly thing. As a matter of fact, this I didn't do recently, but I did once do. Uh, in camp, I'm not sure what their Havmina was, I'm not sure what my Havmina was, but my muscle is almost still aching from the time. Do you ever try to draw back a, a bow? It's not easy. You really need to. Well, she's not one of them. She's obviously a very nice young from lady who's asking this question. But I, the facts are that Saad Lahachmer here is this point: is that this was the getup of any guy to have a sword, you have a bow and arrow, and that was the way they walked around. Today, it's just used as a sport. Even if in Central Africa, you find some tribes still actively using it, that wouldn't affect what's going on on Cholomoy trips in upstate New York, I hope. And therefore, make her dance mutter, and full things are equal, why get into the shayla in the first place? You get a paintball, and you can also... Yeah, so you have a choice between paintballing with high-powered... A a paintball. A paintball. Please, a paintballing, because if you give me that choice, I'd probably pick the bow and arrows. They could also... um, Because there they have full gear with rifles that are using paintballs, but they look more like the real thing. Even that, we basically muttered, but... Bow and arrow is even better. Well, you're asking pink uh, ribbons they, on... They also make bows that are easier to pull back for, let's say... For not the one I was using, I saying, remember. I mean, the fact that I was eight years old might not have helped too much, but I just remember, like, where's the button on this thing? Why don't they uh, <laughs> pull it? Why is this so difficult? Like any other good city boy. And um, it was used for a lot of... It takes a lot of muscle. That has nothing to do with any advantage for people who might be listening of men over women. That's just the brawn. I'm not talking about brains or talent or anything else for that uh, disclaimer. Not that we need it. Yes? I had a Rebbe who was in the IDF at some point, and the unit he was in was a very crazy unit. And they were once in combat with a bunch of Arabs in a building, and they were in a ditch. And one guy ran just ran straight to the house and he had a battle axe and I don't know how he had one of those but he had one of them and the Arab he, or the no, yeah, yeah. yeah what's a battle axe I guess it's, it's an axe sided gigantic swing you know cleave everybody in half kind of a thing he had one on his belt anyway he had he, one on his belt he came in okay. he came in and they were so surprised they couldn't get their bearings before he was able to take care of everybody so, so you're suggesting is, is that, that a bow and arrow would catch people by surprise. I'm just saying, in the IDF, they used the medieval weapon. So <laughs> they had that on the belt. That was part he, of their. It was, it was, he had one. It was his, his idea. 
Well, it wasn't Shemesh Agas, apparently. Baruch Hashem, everybody was safe. Okay? So that's still even with that story. It's an interesting story. I'm happy everybody was okay, except for the people who shouldn't have been okay anyway. Um, was that politically correct enough? Uh, but that's rare, and I don't think that would undo the average Chalmai trip here. Anybody's using it in upstate New York or New Jersey is using it as a sport. Ramosha says that even about a pistol, which is dangerous. Yeah, somewhat standard. Somebody's using it. I don't think anybody's using it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Indians are using it. I doubt they're even using it in Africa. If they are, it doesn't make a difference. They're not using it in this country. Bow hunting, bow hunting is, is, so, a New, is a New York thing. And you get to get a license for it. And it's bow hunting? Yeah. As in bows and arrows? As in yes. shooting deer. Crossbows. Yeah. It's a sport. It's just nostalgic. They're just remembering their great-great-grandfather. In the, yeah, I... It exists, I'm saying. Okay, that's an interesting point. Well, that was an interesting point because... The women normally, I think naturally, the women would not be interested in hunting, bachlau, and killing deer with bows and arrows. So that might make it, that's actually a very interesting point. Is that popular? What you have to do is be You're not allowed to use a gun. You have to use a bow and arrow. But you're allowed to hunt deer with a bow and arrow in Rockland County? In certain areas. Anybody know where to pick up one? I have a number of them in my backyard. I'd like to uh, just either get them to Sfi's backyard or uh, uh, they're just overtaking. Uh, I think it's not a I think it's one per year. Okay, that is an interesting point. Is a crossbow different than a bow and arrow in terms of the? It has a trigger, as in it's not electric. It just has a, a release. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so um, do they have one with a sharp enough bow that it would act as a shechita knife as they're doing it? Because otherwise it's going to be a real waste. That would be really good, yes. yes. Really good. Okay, that was just the warm-up, but that was a good chazara, and uh, we'll take your deer situation into consideration. Okay, now we get to the Lefneiver. So this is actually from... A, another um, young lady whose father is also uh, at large with Ashir here. And uh, I can really mention the name, but I always like checking first sometimes. That's uh, um, Sneas, but this is not uh, about Sneas. It's about work issues and coworkers and how to deal with them. And we've had a few of these, and this will bring it into focus. I have a non-Jewish coworker co-workers who ask me about the holidays and what we're celebrating. Okay, that's quite common, and we already discussed you can't teach Torah to Gaim, keep it very short and sweet, don't be abrupt, don't get into a fight, uh, try to change the subject after you say the one line you're going to say. Sometimes it comes from not a great place, like why are you Jews always taking off so much? Uh, which is not true. We actually have a very good work ethic and probably work harder than many other people, but it looks on the calendar like it's Erev this and got Chalamoy, we don't want to work at Chalamoy. Sometimes it comes from there, sometimes just curiosity. What is it? So you could uh, tell them Shabbos, that's pretty universal. Tell them a Passover, we became free. Just keep it at that. Don't go into the Tzvei Dinim and Matzah. And uh, what it represents, Derech Heres and Derech Abdus. And, and when you get into Sukkah, keep it really brief, because you start explaining the Machlekes Tanoim with the Nani covered. It took us like three hours over Yantav just to get a Mahalach. And that's where it's also. You can't go be'iyun with, with an Akum. 
uh, Hanukkah, there were religious persecution, we had to fight a war with our bows and arrows uh, then, and uh, the Makabim won, and Purim, there was this, uh, you got to be extra careful with this one, but uh, because you're talking to a, uh, an Akum, it says there was uh, another group of um, Akums, Amalek, who wanted to do us in, and we, uh, and keep it to a line or two without going into details. What's unique about this one, the celebrating uh, Yontif Shabbos that you can usually get away with, briefly. They also asked me about different cultural beliefs and relationships with God. I was wondering how and what I am allowed to speak to them about and what is considered teaching Torah. Recently, one of my coworkers asked me if I can help her with a report. This is getting a little uh, problematic. She's already writing a report. That means she wants detail and context and, and lumbus uh, to a degree. Help her with a report on finding out different cultural beliefs on sickness, death, and the afterlife. I'm not sure how she provided with the answers to the Jewish outlook or not, and she wants to know what she should do. So the good news is that for sickness, death, and the afterlife, we actually have pretty much the same outlook because it's our outlook, the only true outlook of the Torah, and there is an Elam Haber for Gaim, there's an Esavitzicha for Gaim, um, euthanasia is also, abortion is also, and we value life, and they're supposed to value it also, and there's an afterlife, they keep the Zayimitzis. So that's not that difficult, and you could portray it. And once it's Zayimitzis territory, and once it's basic Ashkafas and Amun Bitochen, it's absolutely not also to give it to Goyim. We don't spend time doing Kirur because we have enough on our plate with the Kirur of uh, Kravim and Rechagim and Klai Yisrael. But once they're asking already, you can give that information. And even um, some Sukkim that talk about the Nevi'im spoke to Goyim, not just Yena. They spoke to Goyim about shaping up and keeping Zayimitzis and being normal. And Tzchar So you could certainly share that part. If it gets more detailed, now they want to know the Jewish outlook specifically on things that there are chilukim, and there are many, many of those, then it's an issue to teach Teredagayim, certainly with great detail. And if you remember, just last night, we did Chazar on the Machalik Sushainim in a case where they can get it themselves. It's Chad Abedanari. They can go into a Jewish bookstore and they don't check their yarmulke and their tzitzis, and they can buy whatever they want in English. So let's assume that might be Chayav Denar, they know where to go, it's in New York, and they can get it, or they can look online, and you're teaching it to them, so there's a Machalik Zushayinim, whether there's an Isra Messiah by Akum, I mentioned that last night, we're selling the trinkets, and uh, the things around the holiday time, could they get it, and it's a if you need it for the Panasa, because there are, Zushayinim say that there's no Arvis, and that's Tali and Arvis, not a big reason to that. Over here, everybody agrees it's a problem because they have a special Pasuk Mishpatim Ba'udon. It's a separate Zerah that even if they could do it themselves and they have access to the books, they have access to the online learning, there's a separate Yisra, Mishpatim Ba'udon. And someone to bring that as a riot that normally there isn't an Yisra Messiah when it's Chad Avadanar and a special Zerah over here. Not a bad riot. There might be ways out. It's also even if they can get it from somebody else. So you've got to be careful about that. This is as kosher as it gets. Sickness, death, afterlife. Basic hashkafa and what we're doing here. And uh, prayer is not one of the Zion mitzvahs. Ramosha says clearly in the tshuva. He's talking about prayer in public school. He's assuming there's nothing there that refers to Avodah Zara and the like. It's basic to humanity. It's basic with the relationship of the kosher baruch is that you daven. So that's certainly mutter to share. 
And in this particular case, there's uh, plenty to say over in detail about this last Shiloh. Next, Lifneiver, we go to our average, not yet from Yid in the tri-state area, who we bump into a lot because there are a lot of them, and Ken Yir Budesh Old Tshuva, and in business, this happens all the time. If you recall, over the past year, a lot of our shadows were Lifneiver in the workplace, because you're dealing with not yet from people, Sometimes from people who are not medoptic in a particular thing. Somebody just asked me uh, this morning. They were somewhere, and I'm giving too much details, and there was somebody there in the kitchen with them, and there was after Shabbos, they were packing up food, and they said, can we have some of that? Uh, we'd like to get something to eat. And they said, well, the person you're asking for, bring it to her. She was, she was going to bring it to him, didn't make Abdullah yet, says, but he didn't have dollars. They want to come in for Abdullah. He says, no, he's going to do it Sunday morning. You can't decide to do Abdullah Sunday morning, number one. That's a bit the effort if you didn't do it already. And you can't eat before Abdullah. So his Shiloh was, what does he do with the Lifnever? Now, assuming they have access to food anyway, then it's Chadav Adanara, similar to this Shiloh, so you have to don at least remember to ask the Shailas, is he a Tengshanishba, is he not? If he's a Mummer, we're going to go with the Shach or the Magad of Ram. Magad of Ram says it's still a Messiah, and it's still in his Durabana. The Shach says if he's a Mummer or a Mezid, then it's not. And that Shaila, I told you at the very beginning of the Sugiya, gets a lot of mileage, and you can't be quick to your Mako, you've got to ask a Shaila every time. It has to be a real pressing circumstance to get into that Shaila and start up with the Magad of Ram for no reason and just say, uh, I want to be Mako, just as a Shita like that. Even though um, it's the Shach, but it's the Magad of the Shach, and a big Magad of the how we pass can. So if you remember that, apply it to this following Shaila. I met today, I'm leaving all the names out tonight even though they're all great Shailas and they deserve the credit, but I didn't, uh, unless it's a thousand cent move, they wouldn't mind. So, I met today with the owner of a building in some undisclosed place in the tri-state area. He was asking for permission to use the street and sidewalk in front of our building to stage a crane to bring equipment to the roof of the building that he's constructing. In New York and New Jersey, this is not an uncommon shayla because often they're building a lot of buildings where there are a lot of buildings already, and that's why the real estate is high, because it's a dense area, and apparently everybody wants to be there. So it's not easy to stage stuff and set it up, and not easy to find the time, find the place, and it's just logistically difficult. So I understand where the shayla is going to be coming from, the issue is the only day of the week he got permission, as in from zoning from authorities, for a street closure to bring a crane is on Shabbos. Imagine they actually get permits that people work on Shabbos and they want to... But Nebuch, the guy who wants to do this is a Yid, and he's trying to put up a building. He's Jewish. He went, or we went, all over the various options and nothing else would work for him. Am I allowed to give him permission? It's a pretty serious shayla. The guy's clearly Jewish. What I recall from a uh, dialogue with the person who sent the shayla, he didn't even realize he was Jewish, but the, as he first said no or didn't say yes quickly enough, the guy came to visit him in his office. 
and strike up a conversation. He mentioned to him he's Jewish. And it was clear that he was Jewish. Not, I'm Jewish because my father's Jewish, in which case he's not Jewish and we're good to go. So um, you might be helping the guy to help him avoid Geisha Shavas if you let him do a construction on Shabbos, not that they have a problem with it anyway. This guy's clearly Jewish. So how can you say, yes, this coming Shabbos, you could take the permit and close the street and use my area in front of my building to stage your crane to do Chilo Shabbos the Raisa on a massive scale? Now, even assuming that the guy who came to discuss this is the owner of the company and he's not operating the crane, which is a fair assumption, but to just say, well, it's all done bonus anyway. That's not always true, and bonus in Jewish area is a Marisayan issue, and there's still a host of issues. And if he's on the site and they're doing something big here, he might be there with his clipboard, uh, taking notes and uh, directing traffic. It's Chil Shabbos, and the guy is, uh, a, well, I guess a proud Jew in some ways because he was willing to admit it, and it wasn't, he wasn't coerced into saying it. It came out right away. Well, I said, once you know it, this is a problem. So, if you say no, and he's going to, um, let's assume he's politically connected, and he's going to raise a ruckus and start calling the mayor and the governor and the everybody and cause the person who's asking the Shaila big tsaris and a big hefzid, that's where the Shaila would be. If the guy's amazing and he's a mummer, even Tinshnishpa, but a mummer enough to that uh, he's not listening and there's nothing to discuss over here. And the shach would say, you don't have to raise, uh, raise Cain, bad expression over here, to, uh, to stop him. But it's an important shayla, and if you can convince him otherwise and say, there's no way, because usually when people say there's no way, that's the first four times, there's always a way. They only put cranes to put floors on buildings on Shabbos? That's kind of hard to believe. And the shayla over here knew that, I think the maskana was that it was okay and they figured out a way. This is from a while back. Not so long ago, actually. That's uh, about two ago, but uh, I'll hear back from him because he's also a member of our Chabura. And remind me of the night's maskana. Mustama, by now, he was also a makayar of him, and the guy is now fully shunned Shabbos and shut down the whole company on Shabbos, and they went on to make gazillions of dollars. That's probably uh, what happened at the end since uh, September 29th. Uh, which is uh, enough time to do all that. But it's a classic Shaila, and you have to keep it in mind because you're just saying, what am I doing? I'm not living here. I works on Shabbos anyway. The answer is, well, maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But this Shabbos, he's certainly going to be working if you give him permission to use your area as a staging platform, and that's uh, potentially a problem. Yes, so we have about uh, five weeks of shear on that. So um, I'll let you cause it. I can't. <laughs> yeah, other, other considerations there. You're not wrong. Uh, it's a problem, but Shaila is uh, what the stutter might be. Okay. Next, uh, this one is going to uh, probably, we'll see what happens, flow into the after shear shear. Uh, but you could say what you want to say now and repeat what you maybe can't say later. I warned you. Anyway. You'll see why I gave that disclaimer. So, a lifneiver, as you know by now, takes various forms. It's sometimes very direct, like you're handing a guy a ham sandwich, which doesn't really come up that much. For example, Avram and to a guy. 
And then there are cases where, like the last one, you're just shave al like, I called you up, can I have permission to go on your sidewalk, to go on your parking lot? He says, yes. We wouldn't think it's Lefnever if you weren't holding the sugya, but it is, because if you don't say yes, the guy might not do this amount of Chil Shabbos now. He might not be doing it on a Tuesday. There are some questionable business practices that are often assumed to be completely mutter. There are a million examples of some of them. Are mutter, very some of them are really so bedeavid. It's probably also. This is going to be one of those, as you'll see. And people don't realize it, they don't realize the potential of an Isra of Achil Hashem, and they're actually actively telling their friends and neighbors about this nice hop, not realizing that on the side that it's also that could be a huge Lefnever issue. And we mentioned such an example, the example he's going to bring up, and this nice shoyal is sending in the interesting mice that he had with a friend of his, and he's using that as a discussion point. And he mentions, this is from a shir about six months ago, I mentioned that it's hashkafably wrong, and possibly halakhly wrong also didn't include that, to open a credit card just for the extra points and then close it. It's on the credit card itself. I didn't say it's a lawfully wrong. You can't say it's a lawfully also. They allow you to do it and they tell you, money back guarantee. You can close it. I, we mentioned Lashkaf at the time that it's very annoying and that's not really what the program is for. It's for, get you to try it even if you're like 95% sure you're going to close it, but they're willing to take the risk with you. And they don't always encounter very shrewd people who are making a whole operation out of it, who have no have. I mean, it's not 95, it's not 98, it's not 99. It's 100%. They're not going to use it. Can't say it's also in that case either, necessarily, but it's, in my opinion, hashkafically uh, not partial. Now, many people have done this, and they're not bad people. They, a few of them complained to me that... The people who work for this company, let's say MasterCard, Visa, are very, American Express, are very aggressive. First time somebody told me this, they said, they're very aggressive? In which way? They send you a lot of mail? He said, no, 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 no. He says, I mean aggressive. He says, I got one of their promos, and they said I can, after 60 days, 90 days, whatever, 30 days, I could cancel and I called to cancel. They kept me on the phone for 45 minutes arguing with me. Boy, was the guy aggressive. And he was like carrying on so that he told me that he's going to be depressed and he's going to cry and he's going to this and he's that. That's probably a little hyperbole. But they have, they're obviously reading from a script, but they are trained pretty well. He was actually very surprised, not pleasantly, how well trained they were to make sure that you don't let this customer cancel because otherwise we're going to lose a lot of money in this program and at least get a 10, 20% retaining rate or whatever, whatever they need to be profitable. And he gave his rough time. He said, you know, I actually started feeling a little guilty. <laughs> Which is why hashkafically, now, it doesn't mean it's us, sir, because that's their game and they pay the guy to be very convincing. Um, the guy's a good actor, perhaps, you'll say, but... The guy, this when he reported to me, I said, well, what did he say? He said, for 45 minutes, I don't even know where to start. But he made me feel so guilty, like I was doing the biggest avla in the world. He said, what don't you like about our product? Sir, you're not giving me any good answers. And how can you do this? And we, we let you use it. And he kept repeating, didn't you say after 30 days I can cancel this? But he was trained well. 
I said, what did you do with Dan? He said, I canceled it. But he said, I really feel bad. So that's not a raya that it's usher and it's not even a raya that's hashkafically wrong. The question is, on the hashkafa side, they are depending on each consumer that buys whatever they're getting, in this case a credit card, next case a dress, or whatever it is, to have some havamina. Again, the proponents of the system would say, well, that's a risk they take. They say clearly I'm doing nothing illegal, doing nothing wrong, and I, I understand that. They're, and they're, I, they're hoping that you make a few purchases, you default, and they start charging you 20% interest. Yeah, but that's they, they don't... I understand, I understand, and I can defend it. I'm, 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 that's why those who say it's not us have a lot to say for themselves. I don't think you could say it's absolutely us. Those who are saying hashkafically... Uh, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I can also defend because this is their game. This is my game. Of course, the conversation always gets cut very short when I ask them, do you think the Chavaz Chaim would do it? There's a, usually a pause. And then the immediate after the long pause is, I'm not the Chavaz Chaim. I said, I said, I'm not the Chavaz Chaim either. But why is it whenever I ask them the Chavaz Chaim? So if there's absolutely nothing wrong with this, why would the Chavaz Chaim not do it? Chaim. Maybe the Chavaz Chaim would do it. So that's, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. And uh, even if that's not, happens to me the Chavz Chaim for a short time. Chavz Chaim is the example nobody likes because, no, he wouldn't want to lose 45 minutes, he wouldn't want to lose 45 seconds. The Chavz Chaim had the Rebbeson run a store, which he came in every day to make sure the weights and measures and everything was right. And he was known as such a, hey, look at Sadiq, it's such an honest person. The store was packed. And he closed it because he didn't want to take business away from the other stores. That halachal is nothing discussed you don't have to do. And even Ashkazali, I run a store and I get a reputation for honesty, and the other stores don't have that reputation and they lose customers, I gotta close my store? So that's a chumra gabi chumra gabi chumra. So I agree, I'm bringing that as a, as a, as a kasha, what I'm saying. That doesn't mean that anybody who's not doing that is ashkafically not sound. It just means the Chavaz Chaim is the Chavaz Chaim. So I certainly don't think the Chavaz Chaim would do this because it just doesn't feel geschmack. That, it's not a riot necessarily. It's actually wrong. But it, uh, it gets worse. So start with the credit card, which is the best of these examples. And uh, then he mentions that I mentioned sheer that it's really not a good idea to buy something and then return it when it's no longer needed. This is worse. The plastic they gave you, they don't want back when you throw it, and it's not damaged goods. Uh, they certainly don't want anybody buying it just for a chasana. And Shevra Brachus, and the Afruf, maybe Pesach if it follows, and then returning it and have that all premeditated. Even though you're not doing something illegal, they said no questions asked. But no questions asked means we're not going to ask you and drill you, whether they keep to this or not, I don't know, but not going to ask and drill you why you think our product is inferior, why you think that it really didn't fit just right, and why. No, that's not getting over here. It actually fit very well. You love this store. That's why every chasna and every yantif, you always go out and get their product. It's gavaldik. Um, that certainly, I'm very convinced, hashkafically is not sound. Unless there is a havamina among you and your friends that they already reported cases where people actually kept it because they liked it so much. In which case, it's mutter. The problem is that we know, and this is fact, I'm not saying this happens across the board, and I'm not saying the people doing this were horrible, but this is the part where it goes a little south. If certain stores are blocking out zip codes because they're having to offer and they're losing a lot of money, 
Again, nobody did technically did anything wrong, but already that's not a Kiddush Hashem. That's a nice way of saying it. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying it happens all the time. So if you remember, that's what he spoke about, and we debated it back and forth. And so he mentions they had a friend who asked Choshev uh, Pesach. I'm not going to mention the name because I, the person who's writing in I, has sent in Shaz before, and I'm sure he's reliable. I'm sure his friends are reliable. But if I'm hearing a Klish Lishi, a Klish and I know that I know the person they claim they asked, I have to know exactly how it was asked and how it was said. So I'm not going to quote the name because I don't know unless I speak to him directly. I, I'm sure he, he's doing the best he can and uh, could be so thousand percent accurate. Lamaisa, he was told that he wanted to know, can you buy from Staples? He actually mentions the store. And then returned, they have a 30-day return policy. And he was told to ask at the store, which is a great idea. Go into Staples and ask the guy with authority, not the guy stocking the shelves. <coughs> Go to the information desk, whether they help desk, what they call it inside these big stores. Customer guy with what? What are they called? Customer support, but the supervisor, like the guy who knows what he's doing. And the customer experience, that's what they call it now. Well, he's going to have an experience in a moment, but we'll, we'll see. So go over the customer experience guy and say, well, I'd like to experience your hammers. It happens to be before Sokis, and we're always short hammers, and you got a 30-day guarantee, money back, no questions asked. Would you mind, sir, be brutally honest, would you mind if I buy 10 hammers, we're building a lot of Sokis, and I return them Isruchag? He's going to say, what's this? Explain to him, it's the death of Sukkis. And you can tell that manager, that experienced guy, even he's not saying Tachanan then. And we're going to bring it back. And um, do you mind? Is that, is that okay? Hashkafically, don't say that word, but the, are you okay? Store policy, do you have any issue with that whatsoever? And uh, he was told to go ask, and he did. And the store, in this particular case, this Staples, I don't know if it's a company policy, across the board, and you can't cut and paste to the other uh, clothing stores and the like necessarily. But he was told that the answer is yes, they're willing to take the chance that you will forget to return it and be stuck with the sale. Won't be happy with it. Hmm? Won't be happy with it. Well, that's why I gave an example. There's a few Bacharim who decided this year only because they didn't do it last year, they're not doing it next year because they're going away, but somebody told them, this year you're all docked, all the parents got together, you're all docked for doing something naughty, and you're building circus for the whole neighborhood, and go get yourself 20 hammers. And this is not, and they do not want these hammers anymore, and they know they're returning it. Could they forget? Yeah. They could forget. So if you go over to the guy the store you're buying at, and you say, do you mind? And he said, no, we built this in, we have a whole study on this, and we got stats, and we got actuaries working on this, and as sure as we are that some people will die sooner or later, that's how sure we are that some people will forget, and we're more than fine, we actually want you to take these hammers. That is mutulagami ashkafagli and alakulagami. Luckily for sure, I should with the Chavaz do it. I'm still not sure, but it's pretty, it's safe. If you go to the store, the dress store I mentioned before, the suit store, and you walk in, you start asking this. If the guy knows what's going on, he will say, where do you live? He said, one second, let me look that up. He's got black lines to certain zip codes. That's not going to be a Kiddush Hashem. So that's why I'm revisiting it. It's a well-put question. There are exceptions, but that doesn't mean it's mutter across the board. And as I suspected, uh, this would go to the very end of the shear. So after we shut the cameras, you could tell me all your rye is for or against. 
Thank you very much, Avi, for working it well. Just shut this off before they start talking. 